This is the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast with Lindsay Preston, episode 73, Overcome Your Inner Mean Girl. Welcome to the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast, the show for goal-getting, fear-facing women who are kicking ass by creating change. I'm your host, Lindsay Preston. I'm a wife, mom of two, and a multi-certified life coach to women all over the world. I've lived through enough in life to know that easier doesn't always equate to better. We can't fear the fire, we must learn to become it. And on this show, I'll teach you how to do just that. So join me as I challenge you to become even more of the strong, resilient, and powerful woman you are meant to be. Let's do this. my friend. Welcome to another episode of the show. Always so happy to have you here. Today, we're talking about how to overcome your inner mean girl. If you haven't heard the podcast episode about your inner mean girls, I suggest you might want to start there. Now, you can consume this episode first if you want, but the inner mean girl episode that I did a few weeks back I'll put a link in the show notes if you want a direct link to it, is a great one to start with as well, because today we're going to take it a little bit farther. We're going to talk about how to overcome that inner mean girl voice. This is audio I recently did from a live training. If you have missed it, I am doing weekly live trainings every Wednesday at 11.15 a.m. Central Time. I'm going for about 45 minutes on Facebook. And then if you're on my email list, you get a Zoom link so you can go on Zoom and watch these trainings. But yeah, we're covering a new topic every single week. We did one called Solve Any Problem, which we then turned into a podcast. Then we did one, um, Improve Your Relationships, which again, we turned into a podcast. And now this is the third in the series. We're going to be doing these for at least a few more weeks. So feel free to come watch me live. And if too, you want to watch the video of this training instead of listening to the audio, um, there's a link in the show notes to go do that. But uh, today, as I said, it's all about overcoming your inner mean girl. Your inner mean girl is that negative inner voice in your head. It's the one that is, you know, making you doubt yourself and criticizing yourself and not allowing you to speak up and not allowing you to just be the full expression and the person that you know that you want to be and you know you can be. And so once we can start to overcome that inner mean girl voice, the more you're going to blossom and grow in your life, the better you're going to feel and the more goals you're going to accomplish as well. And it's going to feel a lot better when you accomplish it. It's not going to feel like you have this huge weight on your back as you accomplish. It's just going to feel a lot more fun and easier along the way. So this training covers so much. So without further ado, here it is. Hey, everybody. Today, we're going to talk about how to overcome your negative inner voice. So if you are somebody who ever doubts yourself or wants to grow your confidence or maybe you criticize yourself, you know, you just have those things that hold you back in your head. And then today's training is for you. Today's a good one. I don't have my marker on me. I left it over here. Let me grab it real quick. All right. So it's 1115. Let's get started. 
All right. So as I said, today we're covering how to overcome your negative inner voice. This training is one that can rock your world because the relationship that you have with yourself sets the tone for every other relationship in your life. If you love yourself, if you feel grounded in yourself, meaning you feel confident in who you are, then that's what's likely going to be reflected back to you. And if it's not reflected back to you, then it feels out of alignment. And all of a sudden, it's like those people start to go away in your life. More opportunities come. The opportunities and people that you want in your life are coming towards you faster. And it just like it starts snowballing in the direction of your dream. So I'm a multi-certified life coach, if you didn't know that. And this is what I do with my clients all day, every day is we are looking at what is going on in their head, specifically with their inner negative voice and what's holding them back. And when we're able to shift that, that's when they start taking action and feeling good from that action and then starting to get the results that they want more and more. So I'm excited to share with you today about this and what it looks like and how you can start to overcome it. All right. So let's get started. All right, so let's talk about this negative inner voice. I call it the inner mean girl. That's just how I view it. In the psychology world, they call it the voice of the ego, and there's many names out there for it, from the false self to the conditioned self. Some people even call it like our primitive brain or our lizard brain. So this is a part of our DNA. So everybody has this voice. You are not weird or crazy or unique, or stupid, or whatever, you are just a human being with a human brain, okay? But I call it an inner mean girl because that's how I view it. It reminds me of the Mean Girls movie from many, many years ago of that Regina George character, how she just, you know, kind of puts you down. She's negative. She tends to be really reactive to things, very limiting in her thinking. Like, what makes you think you can go after that? You know, a lot of imposter syndrome, right? It's very unconscious too. Until we start to bring to the light this inner mean girl voice, it's just on repeat in our head and um, saying the same things and the same thoughts over and over and over again. Science has shown that we see, I can't stop, that we think close to something like 40,000 thoughts a day. 80% of those are negative and 80% of those are from the day prior, the same thoughts. So it's not until we go in and we dig deeper in this voice, are we able to bring it to the conscious mind and see all the crap she's telling us. I always like to say she's like whispering in our ear all day long of all this stuff and we don't even know it because we've had it for so long. Okay. She tends to be very critical. This is when you feel moody in essence. This is your inner mean girl voice. Yes, hormones and things of that sort can play into that. But I always say that that's the fuel to the fire of an inner mean girl. Okay. So she's always in there. And just sometimes they come out when we experience different hormonal changes, right? She can be very avoidant. And this is the core of the inner mean girl. She does not want you to feel. She wants, again, to keep herself in the unconscious and keep running the show of your life. I always say she's like driving your brain until we know otherwise. And we've got to start bringing her out and getting you to actually feel feelings instead of turning to things like food and alcohol and, you know, your, your devices and shopping and all that stuff and instead feel, right? She's very inauthentic. So this is the part of you that you do things, you know, it goes back to like this moody thing and being reactive, but it goes back to, you know, you do things and you think afterwards, like that doesn't feel like me. That doesn't feel like the person that I know I can be and the person that I want to be. 
Okay. And it feels like crap when we do that. Right. I know I still experience this from time to time of, Oh, I did not show up in the way that I wanted to. And maybe even, you know, some damage was done in their relationship because I showed up from this inner mean girl place. Not fun. She's very conditionally loving. If you do X, Y, and Z for me, then I love you. And this is very sneaky. Okay. Cause many times if we just brought that to the surface and think, Oh, that's, that's not how I love people. But then you find yourself really wanting them to fulfill needs for you and give you a bunch of things and make you feel better. That's really putting conditions on a relationship. Okay. So we don't want to be in this place. We want to be in a place where we're just feeling so good with ourselves and so in love with ourselves, as crazy as that sounds, that everybody else is just, we're there to love them. And they're like the um, cherry on top to our life. Okay. She can also be very weakness focused. So anytime you're looking at your weaknesses or other people's weaknesses, that goes back to the inner mean girl. She can be very doubting of yourself and others, and even just opportunities presented in your life. Very perfectionistic, very people pleasing, which is a big one for women. And this is one we don't even fully realize until we dig deeper into some of the patterns and thoughts that we have, because society as a whole tends to tell women to be nice and kind and quiet and ambitious, but not too ambitious. I was just talking to a client last week about this. And she's like, how I feel as a woman, now that we've dug deeper into this, Lindsay, is like, I can put myself in this box, but I can't go outside that box. Like I have to be, you know, pretty, but not too pretty smart, but not too smart. I'm like, yes, it's so tricky, isn't it? Right. And so we're always in essence, we have this way of being where we're people pleasing. We don't even know it. Okay. And then too, she can just be controlling. So she wants to control external circumstances because, you know, to the inner mean girl, that feels scary. And so when we're controlling other people and other things, we just come across in that inauthentic moody, you know, kind of place. And we don't want to do that. Yeah. Okay. So that's the inner mean girl in a nutshell. So why is the inner mean girl strong? more so with go-getter women. Now it's strong with everybody, but go-getter women is who I work with. Okay. And a go-getter is just somebody who wants something better and she goes after it. And she is like, I'm going to make this the best life ever. Okay. Those are the clients that I work with. And that intermingle girl strong is because she has served you mostly up until this point in your life. So many of the clients that I work with, they didn't have perfect childhood. So we'll leave it at that, right? Something went wrong in the childhood. Maybe it was the parenting wasn't that great or certain circumstances happened in their life. And that inner mean girl voice is developed as a child to help keep us safe. That's what the inner mean girl thinks she's doing. It's like, okay, this situation happens. I'm going to develop all these beliefs about the world and other people so that I hold you back and I keep you in essence in this bubble so that we don't experience that kind of pain again. Okay. So at some point she had a purpose and at some point she was driving you in a way to get what you have today and what you have today likely is pretty good. Okay. So for me, like I had this inner mean girl voice who was like, let's get out of here. Like you've got to do whatever it takes Lindsay to make a different life for yourself. And so I just developed this voice 
of like, go, 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 achieve, 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 because I want to break these barriers and these things, you know, that I felt like childhood had held me back in. And so there came a certain point where it was like, oh my gosh, look what I've created. But wait a second, where I'm going next, this isn't serving me anymore. I just feel really stuck. And in essence, I'm even starting to self-sabotage some of the success I've created. So that's typically when clients come to me as like, Lindsay, I have a good life, but I want it to be great. And I just don't know how to get it from good to great. Okay. And that's why the inner mean girl is just not serving anymore. The other thing is that the more barriers you've broken, the more you've likely needed her. Okay. So as I said, many of my clients, they're go-getters. They come from not ideal childhoods. And so they develop like this for a lot of them, this desire to achieve and achievement is going to be my way out of here. So I'm going to get good grades. I'm going to go to college or I'm going to work and, you know, I'm going to do all these things. Go, 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 go. And they've broken amazing barriers in their family, be it external success, internal success, whatever. And because our brain likes comfort and our brain likes an essence for things to be the same because it likes that comfort, because anything outside our comfort zone, even if it's good stuff, feels scary to the brain. Okay. So that inner mean girl has come in over the years and is like, okay, even though I know that you want to break these barriers and do this thing, well, I'm going to be there still driving this and meaning driving your brain so that we can do this in a way where I feel really safe. And I know that sounds so weird, right? It's like we have this little being inside of us that is doing this, but it's, it's crazy weird how it works. With my clients, we do something called an inner mean girl interview at some point in the coaching process. And it's really eye-opening and mind-blowing to know that this, in essence, like being is inside of you and driving your life. But again, she thinks she's serving you, okay? So just know... It's going to happen for you because you're just somebody who wants to continuously grow. The third reason why the inner mean girl is strong with go-getters is you strive for more often and the inner mean girl feels unsafe because of this. Okay. So it just kind of goes back to what I said here with barriers and breaking. She just is like, okay, then I've got to be in the, the driver's seat because I'm going to be the one that helps keep you safe. And really, we just don't need her anymore. Okay. She helped us out for a time being, but at this point, her bringing us down and making us feel stuck and in essence doing some self-sabotaging behavior of not being able to enjoy our success just is not helping. Okay. So let's now talk about what it feels like when you're in the inner mean girl. Now I gave the descriptions of the inner mean girl just a few pages ago, right? Of that negative voice. So anytime you're feeling something quote unquote negative, that's the telltale sign. That's the inner mean girl. Okay. But here's how she shows up in your life. Okay. So something happens to you, maybe externally, you know, maybe you don't get a promotion, even somebody cuts you off when you're driving, somebody says something to you, or maybe you say something to yourself. Uh, you think about something and you just like trigger that inner mean girl voice and then you feel like crap, right? So then what most people do, because they don't know otherwise, is they'll then turn to a distraction and a distraction is anything that you do that you don't want to do, but you do it anyway. Okay, I'm going to say that again. A distraction is anything that you do that you don't want to do, but you do it anyway. Okay, really take that in for a second. So for a lot of people, they'll overwork, even though there's a part of them that, you know, gets a high off of work of like, oh, I love the achievement of it. At the end of the day, they're thinking, why did I just work 10 hours today? Or why did I, you know, spend so much of my brain space thinking about work all the time? I didn't really want to do that. 
Yeah, that's a distraction. Going to the phone or TV is a big one. Why did I just watch three hours of Netflix? Why did I just scroll my phone on my lunch break? I didn't really want to do that. Turning to food for a lot of people. Oh, let me just go eat a cupcake. Let me just go, you know, have a cookie and give me that little quick hit of something to make me feel better. Overthinking is a big one. I see this one a ton with my clients. Okay, so they feel something crappy. Well, I feel kind of comfortable overthinking it because then I can just be in my head all day and not really have to deal with feeling like crap and really thinking about the depth of it. I'll just like spin in this kind of confusion or overwhelm or whatever, because I've been doing that for so long. I'll just do that every day. But then you think, why did I just sit here and think the whole day? I used to do this one a lot. I used to be almost like an over learner was my distraction. And I realized a lot of times when I was around people and stuff, I'd be sitting there in the corner reading a book. And I was like, what is, what are you doing, Lindsay? Like, why are you sitting here reading a book when you're around people? And I realized like, I didn't really want to be doing that, but I was using that as a way to kind of distract myself and keep myself safe, right? From having to put myself out there more, right? Shopping is a big one for some people. Let me just get a quick hit. Let's go to Amazon, put it in the cart. Let's buy it. Yeah. Or even some people they'll be like, well, I got it a good deal on it. It's like, but do you really need that? Again, it's like right after that quick hit of you buying it, there's automatically, then it's just like this uh, feeling afterwards. That's when you know, again, it's a distraction. Gossip is one for some people, especially if you have a really strong critical inner voice. It feels nice sometimes to just take that voice and put it on somebody else and talk about somebody else. Even reality TV, if you find yourself watching a lot of things like Bravo, raising my hand because I used to be there and just kind of consuming that kind of drama. It's likely because again, you're using that as a distraction and, and that's another form of gossip. And then alcohol is a big one. And that's one we just widely accept in our society is let's go have a drink. Work was really hard this week. Let's go do it. Now, again, you may like that stuff and you may enjoy that stuff and that's fine. Just remember what distractions are. Distractions are things you do, but you don't want to do them and you do them anyway. Okay. So that's what happened. You feel like crap. You turn to a distraction and then you feel a little bit better. Like, Ooh, that wine tastes good. It feels great. Then likely what happens is you wake up the next day and be like, why did I drink last night? Or why did I spend my whole night on my phone or watching TV? Or why did I buy that stuff? Cause now it's showing up on my porch from Amazon. And now, you know, I'm even farther away from my financial goals. Right. But in the moment, it felt really good because it took away this feeling of crap. And then what happens is we just repeat the cycle. So this is how, I don't know what the percentage is, but my guess would be how at least 90%, if not more, of the population lives. Feel like crap, turn to distraction, feel a little bit better, let's go back around. And they just think like, this is just how life is. This is how good it can get, my friend, right here. Good stuff. Like, whoa, Nellie, <laughs> it can get so much better. And the way that we can get it to be better is to learn how to feel more, okay, and learn that inner mean girl force. So, when we aren't aware of our inner mean girl, we, as I said, turn to distractions, what, which some people call things like false pleasures, other people call them urges. So, we just get an urge to do something and we act on it. It doesn't matter what you label it, but that's what we turn to, right? And that often takes us further from our goals. Like we overspend, we overeat, we spend time, you know, again, scrolling or watching TV or whatever, instead of, you know, building maybe that side business we want or spending time with the people that we love. And that doesn't feel good. 
So the other thing when we're unaware of our intermean goal is we self-sabotage and we stay stagnant with our growth. So I mentioned earlier, this is when a lot of people reach out to me and they want to work with me. They're like, Lindsay, I've done some great things in my life. My life is pretty good, but I just want more. And I'm, I'm getting to a point where I don't know how to get that. And it feels really weird. Um, and it's like, okay, it's just time. It's time to go in and, and deal with this intermean girl voice. Okay. The third reason when we're not aware of our intermean girl is we don't show up in life fully as we want and that we know we can. Okay. The other thing that I love about the age of clients that I typically work with, which is like thirties, forties, sometimes I get some 20 somethings in there and I even get some older in there too. But this is when we start to realize is like time is precious. Life is precious. And God forbid, if something happens to us, you know, sooner rather than later, we don't want to leave this world with regrets, right? We want to go and fully in our life and we want to be seen as the true person that we know we can be. And we want to do all the things that we know we can do. I remember many years ago, before I was even a, obviously a coach and a, even a client of coaching, I was in therapy. And I remember one day in my therapy session telling my therapist, I don't really think anybody really knows who I am because I've never had the courage to show them, you know, I didn't know the term at the time, but my authentic self and who I really know that I can be. I said, I feel like I show that with my daughter. My daughter was like two at the time. But I just don't see that anywhere else. And this huge wave of like sadness came over me because I thought, what if I live the rest of my life like this? You know, and now people, they're always telling me about my podcast. It's called Become an Unstoppable Woman, if you haven't heard it, about, you know, like, Lindsay, how do you get on and tell these personal stories and talk about all these things of your life? And I'm just like, I do it because I know that I want the fullest expression of me in this life and the true Lindsay, not just like some you know, cookie cutter kind of person. And I've done the work to diminish this inner mean girl to get to that place. And I will tell you on the other side of it, it feels freaking awesome to just know that if, again, something happens to you like that, like if something happened to me tomorrow or whatever, I would have so much peace with who I've been. Now, granted, I'm not perfect. I still have room to grow, but I would have so much peace of who I've become and who I've been and what I've been able to do that I wouldn't have that many regrets. Okay. And that's so such a beautiful thing. Okay. The other thing when we're not aware of our intermean girl, we feel like crap. Like we have this hundred pound backpack on our back. So many times we've had this hundred pound backpack on our back for our whole lives because, you know, things have just happened to us and we put it back there and then we just accept it as like, this is a part of us. And it's not until we feel the full weight of that backpack of what's been in there until we go in and explore things like our inner mean girl voice. And we realize that some of that weight we can let go of. Like, I remember when I did coaching as a client and we did things of like finding my inner mean girl voice and all the things she was telling me. And as I started to let that stuff go, I just felt so much lighter and so much more free. Clients tell me all the time. I'm like, you know, they go and do something called a release in this, in my coaching process. And I say, well, how do you feel after it? And they're like, Lindsay, I just feel so free. Like, I just feel so light. And I'm like, yeah because we've, we've taken so much weight out of that backpack and you've been trying to climb this mountain of life with this freaking backpack on. And now that's when action just starts taking so much faster because, or happens so much faster because you don't have this weight on your back. Okay. 
So also there's a lot of beating ourselves up in that process of like, what's wrong with me. I used to tell myself all the time that I'm crazy and all that stuff. It was just so not true. It was just that I had this inner mean girl voice. And I remember when I first discovered my own inner mean girl voice and I learned that it wasn't me. It was just this part of me that in essence, my brain had built to keep me safe. It was just like, so eye-opening to know that that wasn't me because I just kept thinking there was something wrong with me. And so many people think this, they think deep down, they're not enough. There's something wrong with them and so many other things in there. And they're just telling themselves a bunch of crap all day long. So how the heck are you going to go after your best life and be your best person? If there's a part of you that's doubting it and criticizing you and you know, all that stuff. Again, it's like, you're climbing life with this hundred pound backpack, right? And the last thing I want to say here is when we're on a river intermean girl, we live for what others want versus what we want. So this is a big thing I see a lot with clients too, is because they wanted to achieve in life and they knew that for whatever reason, they wanted their life to be different than what their childhood was for big and small ways, right? Um, not every client I work with has, you know, a quote unquote hard childhood in some way, but they, they say, okay, what's the easiest way out of here? And so maybe they go to college and then all of a sudden it's like, well, law looks really great or accounting looks really great. Or even, you know, going to med school looks really great. I have clients in all three professions right now feeling the same way. And they're realizing is like, that wasn't really what I wanted. It's what other people wanted for me. And I also just wanted a ticket out of, you know, the, the progression of where my life could have been. And now it's time to really figure out what I want out of life. Okay. So just know there's nothing wrong with you. If you're feeling this stuff. Okay. This is just your inner mean girl. I'm going to switch my, um, what are these called? Sticky pads real quick. So here's what life starts to feel like after you overcome that negative inner voice or that inner mean girl voice is you feel a feeling. Okay. So many times a quote unquote negative feeling. And then you feel the depth of the feeling. What a concept, right? You feel the depth of a feeling. And then after you feel the depth of the feeling, you start to become neutral. Like you feel neutral about it. You likely even feel empowered. You feel a lot of peace with it. And then you feel better with long lasting results. And you're not going and turning to distractions, which is, you know, making you feel even crappier and keeping you from your goals. And you're not just like repeating the same feelings over and over again. It's like some people will say like same, I can't say this because I'm on Facebook, but same S-H-I-T different day, right? We don't want that for you. We want you to have new experiences and new growth and new things, right? I just put out a podcast today called 10 Year Visions. And I talk about 10 years ago, what my life was like and now, and I said, you know, one of the biggest successes of that in this 10 years is not just my growth. Cause in essence, in the past 10 years, I went from having my daughter, um, and I was unmarried and I ended up having her on Medicaid because I just did not have a lot of money to now being somebody who I consider to be very successful. And, you know, financially I'm in a completely different spot. If we just look at the financial difference, right. Uh, but the biggest difference is that my life in these past 10 years hasn't just been a rinse and repeat. It hasn't been like, I've been the same person. I've done the same things. I've been able to grow and grow and grow and grow. And the reason why is because I did not stay in that initial pattern of behavior of just feel something crappy, turn to distraction, feel a little bit better, go back around. Okay. 
This is the good stuff, my friends. As crazy as that sounds, to feel our feelings. <laughs> and I really don't like to feel my feelings. Let me be honest with you. No brain does. Yeah, but this is the power is to feel that stuff. Remember how I said the inner mean girl wants to avoid our feelings? Yeah, because she wants to be in charge. We want to go in and feel the feelings and then we can go to neutrality. And then that stuff's not going to be triggering for us anymore. Okay, then a new thing may happen. I always say new level, new devil. We feel a new feeling, but then we know how to deal with it and we go back around. And that's when we just start climbing the mountain of life and just keep going and going and going and going. Okay. All right. So what I'm going to teach you now is how to, in essence, spot what the inner mean girl is telling you and start to feel your feelings more. You ready for this? I hope so. Let me get my board. Okay. So what I'm going to teach you now, actually, I'm going to get this other thing first so I can teach you off of this. Okay. So I'm going to teach you the self-coaching model. If you um, have been on some of these other trainings, you've already seen it. Um, if you're a client of mine, especially a recent client, you know about this, but this is what we want to do. If this is new to you, you need to take notes on this. Okay. This tool is what can really start to open your eyes to your inner meaningful voice and change the game for you and feel your feelings. Okay. So a self-coaching model in essence is on the side of the page. You put C T F A R. Okay. C stands for circumstances. And when you're doing these models, you want to just list out whatever circumstance happens to you. I'll do some examples here to walk you through this, but you'll put a circumstance here and a circumstance are just things that happen in your world that you can't control. Okay. So a circumstance would be somebody cut me off while driving. I didn't get the promotion at work. My um, boyfriend or husband told me that he doesn't want to go out with me on Friday night. Right? So those are just things that happen in our world. We don't have control over them because we don't have control over other people. Okay. Then our thoughts is the next line. So thoughts are just the sentences that run through our brains. And I underline sentence here because many times we think what we, we think our thoughts, <laughs> I didn't think about that one for a second. We think our thoughts are facts. They're not facts. Okay. They are sentences in our brain. Okay. And I'll show you here more in a minute. The next line on your self-coaching model is your feelings. So these are just vibrations in your body when you think a thought. Our brain, as I said, loves to get scared of feelings. But feelings are just vibrations. And if we're willing to fill through the vibration of something, we're freaking unstoppable. Yeah, just like that little chart I showed you of us going around. When we feel the depth, then we can get to neutrality and move on. That's what happens when we just feel a vibration. Yeah. So anytime too, when you're being like, oh, I don't know if I really want to, you know, put myself out there in this way. Why? The worst thing that can happen is that maybe you feel disappointment or rejection or something like that. It's just a feeling like you can go and just feel the feeling of it and then just process it through. And then you'll be able to overcome it and go on to the next thing. Right? So then the next line on the self-coaching model is actions. These are just the behaviors that you take from your way of thinking. And then we get our results from that. Okay. So I know right now you're like, what, Lindsay, especially if you don't know the coaching model, but I, but really write this down, maybe take a screenshot of it because this is what you're going to want to go back to. Okay. All right. So let's work through some real ones real quick. Cause I don't want to keep you on too long, but I want you to understand how this works in the real world. Okay. So here I am, I'm making my model. 
Okay, so again, C stands for circumstances, T for thoughts, F for feelings, A for actions, R for results. And I must say, I need to give credit to who developed the model. You can see my ring light in there. But um, it's Brooke Castillo. She's with the Life Coach School. So this is not my zone of genius at all. She came up with this tool and you know, many of us just use it because it's so freaking awesome. Like this is just one of the tools that I use in my coaching process, but it's just one that I love teaching, especially to people who are new with trying to understand like their inner mean girl voice, because it just allows you to quickly and easily see how that voice is holding you back. Okay. So let me think of a circumstance from my own life recently that I did. Hmm. All right. Let's think about something. Um, Okay. Let's do, um, trying to think all these business stuff that starts coming up in my mind. And I'm like, do I want to share with them? Cause sometimes like clients will, you know, like trigger certain things in you. Um, okay. I'm going to give you the example of, gosh, what has been one that I've done recently? Hmm. Okay. I know one. I'm going to have to do a business one because this is the one that keeps coming to my mind. But um, I'm going to I'm going to put that. a OK, so a client that I had was triggered by something I said. OK, so here's the other thing I want to get. <laughs> is that when you're coaching with me or any other coach, of course you're signing up for growth, right? And so part of the growth process is just really uncomfortable, yeah? So she was triggered by something that I said. And so then, you know, immediately, sometimes, you know, when people are coming at us and, you know, in essence, it maybe put us on, on the defensive of like, hey, you said this to me and it really triggered me or, you know, you did this and they blame you for something, right? She wasn't blaming me here. She was just bringing awareness. Um, but it can put you in this kind of spot where your inner mean girl wants to come out and, you know, in essence, you fight, fight or freeze is what our human brain does. And so in this essence, I kind of, you know, initially my inner mean girl was like, Ooh, I need to fight back to this. I need to get a little defensive here, but I stopped myself and I started to do a model, right. And think, okay, what is it that I'm really thinking here? What's really going on here so that I can understand what she's telling me. Okay. So she was triggered by something that I said. So some of my thoughts were, um, you know, I did it wrong. I'm trying to think what else I thought. I did it wrong. Um, you know, I even had some thoughts of like, you know, this is too much. And the reason I had that thought is because my business has just been growing a lot lately. And so I'm having to just take in, you know, that I have a, a lot more clients and stuff of that stuff. And so like when things come at me like this, it can just feel like a little too much. Um, so I did it wrong. This is too much. Um, I'm trying to think what else I thought. Those are my primary thoughts at the time. And so how did I feel? I felt defensive. I also felt bad that I knew that she was triggered. Um, and I started to feel a little overwhelmed because I just was thinking this is too much. Right. And so there, from there, you remember how I talk about feeling your feelings. So what you can do here is just to start to allow those feelings to kind of go through your body. Okay. So the big one that I was really feeling was overwhelm. It was really nothing about her, nothing about me. It's just that I'm, as I said, I'm growing a lot in my business and 
you know, when something kind of unexpected happens and it's just like, whoo, okay, now I've got to, you know, work on this a little bit more with this client. And I wasn't expecting putting that in my schedule. Okay. So it's just feeling overwhelmed. So here's what you need to do is you need to just start breathing through it. Okay. So you just start taking deep breaths in and out. I know for some of you, this is really woo woo stuff. It used to be for me. Just feel those feelings, start to describe what it feels like. Okay. So I give my clients like this big feelings chart and I always say, okay, pick the feeling that you feel like it feels like if you can't even label the feeling, luckily I was able to overwhelm. And then it's like, okay, where is it in my body? Whew, it just feels like it's really like in my chest and in my throat. And then you just start to describe it to yourself like you would an alien. So it's like, oh, it just feels like in my throat. And then I, you know, maybe I said something that hurt her. And oh, I just like feel a lot of overwhelm. My heart, I feel it a little bit and, and things of that sort. Okay. So I'm just describing it. And then I'm just thinking through the, the feeling of it and just processing and breathing through it. Again, I know it sounds so weird, but this is what we should be teaching in school of how to feel our feelings. Because otherwise, you know, maybe I get this email, she was triggered by something I said, and it's like, I get like flustered by it. I have no idea what I'm thinking. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, work is so overwhelming today. I just need a glass of wine or, oh my gosh, work is so overwhelming today. And you're just like zoning out on your phone and not working for the rest of the day. Right. That's not what we want. We want to just be able to go in and be like, okay, what is it I'm really thinking here? Ooh, let me kind of just process through my feelings a little bit. Who deep breaths in and out, in and out, describe it a little bit more. And then what happens within typically just a few minutes, you start to feel like a lot of people describe it as a wave of water as like that comes in and you feel it. And then it gets lighter as you breathe through it. And then it just feels lighter and lighter and lighter until it starts to just diminish. Now, not everything is going to be that easy right? For some people, especially if they haven't gone in and looked at some of the even deeper thoughts with their inner mean girl, then it can be stuff from childhood that they've needed to heal. That's just been triggered over and over and over and over again. And that's something I do with my clients, but this is a great way to just see like, what am I thinking? What is my inner mean girl thinking here? And what am I feeling? And here's the way I can start to process this. Okay. Now, Say, had I not done this exercise and not figured out what I was thinking and feeling, what would have happened is I likely would have taken action from these thoughts that I did it wrong. This is too much. I was feeling defensive. And so, you know, I could have written her back an email and a defensive email and gotten a result of, you know, it would have caused maybe less connection in our client coaching relationship. And then all of a sudden, you know, then it was like, I did it wrong becomes my result. And I would, in essence, push the client away, right? So luckily, I did this model before, you know, I took action from this place. Because if we don't do that, we end up taking action from that place, right? And it's just not authentic action. And so what I ended up doing after I felt kind of the feelings of overwhelm, I went in and said, okay, what is it that I intentionally want to think here? Okay, let me erase this so it makes it easier. What is it intentionally that I want to think? So I really had to sit with it because it may not come to you right away. It's like, okay, so she sends me this email that I, she was triggered by something I said. What do I want to think? I want to think this is a teaching moment, teaching moment. And I also want to think I'm here to serve her. And the other intentional thought that I want to have is I have more than enough time to serve her. Because that was really what I was getting that like overwhelmed feeling is like, oh, but I, I, you know, have all this other stuff I need to do. So it was like, I have more than enough time. Okay. Because she needs me right now. 
All right. So then the feeling is peace, um, even gratitude. I don't know if like serving is a feeling, but that's just how I felt is like, oh, I'm just here to give and to serve, right? Um, and so then what did I do is I emailed her back and I took action from that place. And then we were, you know, able to see how it was a learning lesson and all of that stuff. And, um, you know, then she was able to overcome it and, and get even more out of that experience versus, oh, Lindsay, you just triggered me kind of thing. Okay. So it made our relationship even better as a coach and a client that brought us closer together. Right. So this is the tool that you can be using in your own life time and time again. I have a few minutes left, so I want to do one more model so you can see it in like a personal setting. So I just thought of one that I did with my husband recently that I think could help you if you want to see that instance. Um, so luckily I'm at a place in life. This is why it's kind of hard to think of triggering moments because the more you do this kind of work, especially if you dig deeper with a coach like me or somebody else is that things become less and less triggering for you. You just have a lot more peace in your life. Your inner mean girl really calms down and it's not like you're having to manage this voice as much anymore. Because what happens is that, you know, the person that you want to drive your life, what we call the authentic self starts to drive your life and you're taking action from that place. There's just not a lot of drama. And if somebody kind of brings in, you know, something to you, like, you know, think about the last thing I just said with the client, if I was not in a place where I knew how to understand my inner mean girl and diminish that, you know, I could have come back at that and been like, what are you talking about? What are that, you know, like and come back at her and it would cause so many more problems in my life. Not to mention that she would leave the client coaching experience probably feeling a lot worse. And that's not what I'm here to do. Okay. So just know that it's like, was like, why is Lindsay? It's taking her a while to think of things that to do models on. It's just because I don't have to do them that much anymore. Um, okay. So what was it that happened with my husband specifically? Um, it was the date thing, but then it was like one thing after. Okay. So here's really what it was is that, um, R B G died. Okay. So Ruth Bader Ginsburg, she's a Supreme court justice or was a Supreme court justice here in the U S if you didn't know, but my daughter and I love her politics aside. We just love what she was able to do and the way that she carried herself and, and so many other things. So when she passed away about a month ago, um, I just felt like this wave. Cause sometimes you don't really know what you're thinking yet. You feel the feeling first. So when I heard that she had died, I just felt like this wave of sadness and I even felt some anger in there, um, too, from that. And I was like, Whoa, like, I didn't even know Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Like, why is this impacting me so much? And so then I really thought about, okay, what am I thinking? Like, why am I so again, so impacted by this? And it was a lot of thoughts of like, um, a legend is gone. She stood up for things that I admire, um, and things of that sort. Right. And so then it was able to see, it's like, okay, now I understand what I'm thinking here. And granted, some of this is just part of the, the, the morning process of life, right? Um, the goal of the model is not always to make us feel good and, you know, like solve our problems like that. It's to bring awareness to how we're feeling and why we're feeling the way we're feeling. So again, at that time, it was like, okay, I think it's called legend wrong. Oh my Lord. A legend is gone. Um, she stood up for things I admire. And I was like, okay, Lindsay, that's 
yeah, you know, part of that is just the morning process. Right. But she stood up for things that I admire as like, what makes you think other people aren't going to do that? It's like, you know, you got to trust in something bigger, right? You remember how I talked about the intermingle girl loves to control and feel in control. Like in that moment, I felt a little bit out of control of like, who, what does this mean for like women? And what does this mean for all these other things? And it's just like, like, let it go. Okay. Like you can control yourself and you can do the things that you need to do to, you know, make an impact in this world. But like, otherwise we don't need to go to this anxious place because that's a lot of times when we're feeling anxiety too, is our future casting, right? So we've got to bring it back. So this, again, is just a way for you to start to realize, okay, what is it that I'm thinking? What is it that I'm feeling? And then what happened though, too, this is what I'm getting out with my husband is I'm starting to realize Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. So then my husband at the, basically it felt like the same time he told me Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, I'm making dinner. And then he starts getting on me of like, he wishes that I would clean up the house more. And it was just really bad timing because then I'm thinking is like, you know, all these beliefs about women and equality for women and all this. And he's telling me to clean the house more. And that's where I started to do like a, a different model was like, this became the circumstance of my husband telling me to clean the house more. And it was like some not so nice thoughts about him. Um, so hubby says clean house more house more. And so then I, cause I, sometimes too, like we try and be these enlightened beings, you know, and we're like, we're all aware of our inner meaning role, but I went like straight into action with that. And I was like, excuse me, <laughs> this is not the time and the place for this. Right. And then later I went back and I was like, Whoa, why did I react like that? Remember how I said the inner meaning girls reactive? It was just like, I was defensive on him. And the thoughts were like, you know, he's a pig. <laughs> Um, he doesn't get it, blah, blah, blah. Right. All this kind of like victim mentality kind of stuff. And he's not a pig, by the way, that's just where the brain goes sometimes. Um, and so then the feeling was, God, what did I feel in that? I mean, it was defensive. I feel like misunderstood was one. Um, and that was probably one of the thoughts too. It's like, I'm missing or he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't get it right. Misunderstood. And so the action was just like, you don't come at me. Uh, uh. And then the result was then we had a fight to clean up after that, which is not fun. We don't like losing connection with people that we love. Right. So just use this tool. It's a great one. It will help you spot that inner mean girl voice and bring awareness to this. Remember the one tip I want to give you here is keep this circumstance as neutral as possible. I get on clients for this a lot. They'll come to me and say, well, the circumstance is, um, you know, I got a hate email. It was one that I've, I actually recently used with a coach and she's, and he said, Lindsay, it's not a hate email. You got an email that said X, Y, Z. You defined it. The thought was, this is a hate email. Okay. So again, you want to keep the circumstance as neutral as possible about exactly what somebody says, exactly what somebody did, does without you putting any kind of spin on it because your spin on it is a thought, not a circumstance. Okay. So once you get this tool, it can be really powerful. If you know that you want more in depth work and overcoming your inner mean girl voice, as I said earlier, this is what I do all day, every day with my clients. And in fact, we spend the first 90 days of coaching 
in my Become an Unstoppable Woman process, looking at all the things that their inner mean girl is telling them and holding them back. And I'm teaching them how to feel, deal, and heal through all of that stuff so that we can finally let go of all that crap that's holding them back. Okay. So I would love to work with you. I actually have three spots left for clients for 2020 at the time of this live recording. Um, I have one that may be signing up. So that might be two. And then I've got a couple consults this week. So they may be gone before, you know, you're even watching this, but then I'll just start getting a list going for 2021. Um, so I would love to work with you. My coaching process is nine months and I guarantee results. So you come to me and say, Hey, Lindsay, here's what I want to get in the next nine months. And we talk through it and really make sure we can make it happen. And then we get to work. And if I don't give you the results that I promised you, you get your money back in full. So I've never given anybody's money back at this point. Uh, I think it was something like 89% of my clients say they leave getting that, what they came for and more. And I currently have a hundred percent satisfaction rate. So it's very powerful when we invest in ourselves and we say, okay, I'm going to make these goals and dreams happen. That's typically the hardest step is to go after that and actually, you know, in essence, put money where our mouth is put our money where our mouth is. Yeah. And, and take the leap of going after our goals and dreams, but having a coach like me can really help you do that. I would love to work with you. Um, if you know that you want to apply, oh, my mouse isn't, um, you just, you have to go and fill out just a couple questions to, um, so I can learn a little bit about you and make sure that we would be a good fit. And if from your application, I feel like we could be a good fit, then we'll get on a 60 minute free consult call and we'll just dig deep into where you are now and where you want to be in nine months. And in your whole life, we'll paint a big life vision, which is so fun. If you've never done something like that before, I mean, you can get that off of a free consult and I'll show you what are the biggest things that are holding you back. Nine times out of 10, people have somewhat of an idea of what's holding them back, but it's not quite the full picture. Like I just had a consult before this training and she said, you know, it's my overthinking and I'm not trusting myself. And I'm like, yeah, that's part of it, but it's bigger. And here's the bigger vision of what's holding you back that you're not seeing. And she was like, whoa, <laughs> I didn't even think about it. I, it kind of blew her mind a little bit. It does for most people. So that's what you can get from a consult alone. Even if you decide not to sign up for coaching, I always tell people sign up for a consult and let's get on the phone. And then you'll know too, if coaching with me is right for you or not, you don't have to sit in indecision anymore. Okay. So I'd love to work with you. lindsayepreston.com forward slash apply. If you want to take that step, but otherwise go use this tool, start to overcome that negative inner voice. Once you do. That's when life starts snowballing in the direction of your dreams more and more and more. So um, I loved helping you today and I will be back next week for another live training Wednesday, 1115 central time. I don't know what we're talking about next week, but it'll be um, on my email list if you're over there. Um, so I'd love to see you. Bye. Hey there, Miss Unstoppable. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode. If you enjoyed it, share it with a friend. Send them a picture of this episode via text, via email, share it on social media. I'm sure they would be so appreciative to know these strategies and tips on how to accomplish your dreams. If you are ready to guarantee you're going to accomplish your goals and dreams, then it's time to start coaching with me. In my nine-month simple success coaching system, I am going to walk you 
every single step of the way to ensure that you get the goals and dreams that you want. The first step is to apply for a free 60-minute consult call. Just go to lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, epreston.com forward slash apply to get started. As always, my friend, remember, you're only as unstoppable as you believe you can be. So believe in yourself. You got this.